Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The Virginia Cavaliers defeat Wilman Mary by a score of 27-13 to earn their first victory of the season going into this bye week. Hear my analysis, hear my thoughts, and hear what I saw this past Saturday at Scott Stadium. It's the Ballhawk Show. Get your popcorn ready. What up, what up, what up, though? Ball Hawk Show. Yeah. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. What up, 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 though? Welcome to the Ball Hawk Show podcast. I'm your host, Amon Hawkins. Appreciate you for taking time out today to listen to the latest episode. Uh, yeah, man. So I know I didn't do a preview episode, um, had a death in the family. Um, one of my aunts passed away, my aunt Puddin passed away and, um, just wasn't in the mood to do a preview. Uh, the funeral was actually on Thursday. So, um, pretty much during the week, I wasn't in the headspace to do a podcast episode, but, um, I'm doing this recap, man. I'm doing this recap. It's definitely therapeutic. Uh, salute to my matter of fact, man. Let me play a song that make me think about my aunt pudding before we get started, man. Pardon me, pardon me. Here we go. Said that, that good old Anita Baker, man. Come on, Anita. This for you, aunt pudding. My angel, right here. Let's get it. If you don't know about Anita Baker, man, I don't know what to tell you. I'm only going to play a little bit because I don't want folks not listening because they ain't hear no football. If I could, if I could. sing it, girl. Won't be satisfied with just a piece of this heart. My angel. Here we go, man. We can get right into it, man. Salute to my aunt Putin, man. Definitely miss you. Um, but yeah, let me chill out before I get emotional. So let's jump right into the game, man. Uh, before we get started, this episode is sponsored by Aber Insurance. Go to Aber Insurance for all your insurance needs. That's home, business, auto, life insurance, the great people at Aber. Damn it, Anita. You got me tearing up. Uh, all right, man. Come on, lock in. Petty Hawk gonna call you soft, ball hawk, he's gonna call you soft. You being you being soft. Nah, I'm gonna be soft. Um, so yeah, man, like I told you guys, UVA won by a score of 27 to 13. How many people was in attendance for the game? 38,000. Cause it was like an over and under, like with 40,000 people show up, probably less. So 38 people, 38,000 people showed up for this homecoming game. Uh, Women Mary came into this game four and one. They had recently lost to Elon. I watched that game a couple of times, man. And uh, for them to run for over three hundred yards and still lose to Elon, um, that was I know that had to be a tough pill to swallow. And coming to this game, a lot of people, 
I guess a lot of people was kind of giving the ultimatum to the coaching staff and to the program. It was like, if you don't win this game, you definitely going on 12, but you probably lose this game because women Murray is good. They won the best SCS game uh, teams. Their defense was giving up 200 yards total off uh, total yards per game. Um, they was only giving up like 10 points a game. So everybody had their eyes on how this team would respond versus Wilmer Mary. And um, they came out flat. I mean, we tried to establish the running game, and then on third down they got a sack. And then my man D-Money, who usually boot punts all the way to the hill, shanked the punt. And then they had a little life. A shout out to Matt Johns. So if y'all don't know, Matt Johns um, is a passing game coordinator. Um, Raza Dowling, another former who is a co-defensive coordinator for women, Murray. You got Keenan Carter, former who is a defensive line coach. Um, Daryl uh, Blackstock, a former who was on the staff. Um, is, is, is Blackstock the linebacker or is he a D-line coach? I know he do stuff with recruiting as well. I want to say he coached. The D-line also. Hold on. Now, I think I'm right. Or do we coach the linebackers? No, because I think the linebacker coach is the other co-defense. Anyway, he on the staff, too. Um, it's a lot of former who's on the staff. And, uh, you know, out of respect for those guys and the love and admiration I got for Mike London, like, I, I stayed away from really, like, falling into the – you know, when and Mary going to do this, or y'all better hope this, because I'm a competitive guy, you know, I'm going to defend the you. So I I just stepped away this week from talking trash, you know, in, in any any shape, form, or fashion, because I got to talk to Coach London and all those guys before the game, man. And I'm definitely happy what he's doing with that program and how those guys are having those players perform. Um, you could definitely see they are prepared. Their defensive front, the defensive front was getting out of it. The one cat, number eight, I think he's like an All-American. You see why. Because I think he came into the game with like seven and a half sacks. He could go. He was good. I mean, they D-line, like I said, they D-line impressed me. Um, I felt like coming into this game, because like I said, I didn't do a preview. So coming into this game, here were my thoughts. I felt like we had to show them that, we were better than them up front because if not, their defensive line would have just been hunting us all game. So you had to show that you can run the football. Um, I really thought that anytime we had time to pass, we would have the advantage. I felt like our receiver core could really get after their secondary. Not saying the secondary is trash, can juice, or nothing like that. Shout out to my man Billy Parker is also on that staff. Played against him in arena football. Um, but I just felt like we had the advantage. You know, as long as we can – keep Tony clean back there and give him time. I did not feel like they could stop us if we threw the football. I did not expect us to run for 221 yards, though. I did not expect that. So I didn't call that. I didn't even want us to run the ball that much, you know. So Antonio Rice in the uh, in the, uh, Cavalier countdown was like, we need to run the ball, we need to run the ball. And I'm sitting there like, no, we don't. Throw it on them. I want to throw it on them. He was right. 221 yards rushing. P. Jones looked like a man on the mission. 
this 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 recap ain't really gonna be a lot of X's. I'm gonna talk about some X's and O's, but I challenge our coaching staff and our players with their mindset after they lost to BC. And I want to make sure I talk about the mindset more than X's and O's because I felt like this game wasn't even about X's and O's. It was just all about mindset and heart. I really felt like that. Yes, we had we we drew up some plays offensively and defensively that really gave us the advantage, but. How how they played, because it was like the opposite. Like, usually we start off fast and we fizzle late. This game, we was fizzling early and finished strong. Like, we finished the half strong and we finished the game strong. It won't just jump out fast, have a flat line a little bit, then have some life before the half, and then come out and be flat. And then stay flat. And I get it. A lot of people are going to say, listen to this podcast. It was just Wilma Murray. I know everybody's saying that. It's just Wilma Murray. Hell, I've been sharing videos like I do after every game. And the dude, hey, relax. It's just Wilma Murray. I ain't never seen the dude. I'm just saying, like, 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 like that's the thing, bro. That's the thing. You, 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 you got, we 0-5. You're 0 for. You get your first, well, I don't care who you're winning against, you got to win. Do you know how hard it is to win games? People don't understand how hard it is to win games. It don't matter who you play. It is difficult to win games. We've shown you this year, no matter who you play, it's difficult. You could be in the driver's seat, and it's difficult to win. It really is. It's And, and, and coaching blunders just don't happen here at Scott Stadium. Coaching blunders happen everywhere. All you cow coaches, couch coaches, you will remain undefeated like me on this mic because we got all the ideas after the fact. That's why we're not coaching. A lot of people can make sound decisions after you see the result. I've been telling people this. I, I, I'm the first to admit. People, Ballhawk, you need to coach. No, I don't. Uh-huh. Nope. I ain't going to let you see how my mind works in real time. <laughs> I ain't doing it. Mm-mm. Not going to do it. Can't do it. Can't, li- can't win with him. Won't win with him. Shout out to Mike Singletary. But anyway, what, but with this game, um, we saw a change on the offensive line. If you guys didn't recognize that from, from the stands or from your – your your couch or your chair or and you, you know you might even laying in the bed watching the game. The starters on the offensive line was not the guys that were starting the past two games on the offensive line on the right side. All right, you had Nana at guard, and then you had Christ at tackle. Jimmy got the start at tackle and Nana was at right guard. He was back at home and he looked like he was happy to be back home. You know, with his pass pro, he looked, uh, well, Nana, that the first play, Nana, that, that D tackle got you with the Dwight Freeney spin move though. It was a good thing. Uh, Musket did throw a little early. He threw a hot. Cause I was like, dang Musket, why you throw us? Oh, never mind. That spin move got you. But after that, you settled down. And, and coincidentally, when Ty got in, the dude hit the, hit him with the same spin move and got him. 
Because Todd played a couple series. I think he played two. I know he got in when, oh, when Stevens got hurt. But then he was he did get a series or two at right guard. And he, he, he did better, too. He did better, too. But the right side really looked good with Jimmy and Nana. It really did. Nana look back at home. I, I just I do want to see more knee bend out of you, Nana. I, I still feel like guys get under your pads and get to push you back. Uh, but when you get when your pad level is, is right, you get a nice push. And you can see, man, we ran to the right side and uh had some success. We had some success. Like a lot of uh, a lot of our chunk runs came to the right side. Now, granted. The backside did a good job of getting second level, creating that cutback lane. So it was a couple of times the backs would cut off the butt of the center and go back to the weak A gap because they're getting to the second level. Um, and you guys had a nice attitude about it. And again, I know people are gonna say, "Well, that was just women, Mary." I like here's what I struggle with, man. Because coming to the game, people feel like you have people on message boards on Facebook groups, in Facebook groups, on the Twitter app, saying that woman Mary would beat us or we would, we, you know, we would struggle. We probably wouldn't be able to do too much. Like nobody thought we would, nobody saw us running for 200 yards. So if you didn't see us running for this many yards, you got to kind of tip your hat to the boys versus just saying this woman Mary. Like if you just saying like, come on, son, come on. Yeah, they got their first win. Like, don't be a Debbie Downer. Don't be one of them. You better enjoy it. It was a couple of times I felt like Tony was trying to do too much as a quarterback versus just going. Like, when you're a veteran and, you had a, and you're very savvy in the pocket, sometimes that could work against you. I will say it was a couple of sacks that he took that was on him and not the offensive line. A couple of times they got home, and that was on Tony. It wasn't on the offensive line. And a couple of times it was a cover sacks, like guys wasn't weren't open. And he was trying to find somewhere to escape and couldn't escape. Um, I know, what was that, in the second quarter he took the sack, rolling out to the right when he could have just threw it out of bounds. And we still made the field goal, but it was, it was you know, a little close because it was on the right hash. A lot of right-footed kickers – like the ball, actually, I believe, on the left hash. I could be wrong, but I think when they got a preference, they would rather be on the left hash than the right hash because, you know, when you ask them to hook it, they really hook it. So when he took that sack, I was like, oh, man, I don't know if this going to be good. But we still nailed the kick. Um, but... But, yeah... Um, but offensively, I think Coach Kitchens is showing that, first of all, I think he shows that he sees what's, what's being said about him or when people question and say he do some of the same things and all we do is this, all we do is that. Because it's ironic how the first play, I remember seeing in a Facebook group, folks were saying, I wish we stopped running that jet sweep with um, with Washington. I wish we stopped running that. We done ran it like 50 lamb times and probably got like five yards. And, oh, no, 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 they were talking about the quick screen. But I did see some people still talking about the jet sweep. And the first thing he did with the jet sweep was fake it and threw it to Sackett Wood. Because everybody won. It's like he was being super, 
showing you he really listened to you because he faked a jet that people really don't like to Washington. And then he threw to a position that everybody says he needs to in- include, which was the tight end, Sackett Wood. It, like, it was like he showed y'all he listened. If y'all don't think, if people don't think that coaches and players don't see what they share on social media, something is wrong with you. Something is really wrong. There's nothing wrong with them that they see it. Stop making it seem like they shouldn't worry about what little old me is saying. You putting it out in the universe. Somebody that cares about them is probably going to screenshot what you say and send it to them. Here's what they think about you. Boop, send. Why do people feel like people like... Let me get on my let me get, let me get on my soapbox right quick. Why do people feel like nobody that is on TV or playing a sport that they have no time in their day to just relax and look at social media? You got people like they need to be worried about working out, or they need to be worried about watching film, or they need to be bro. It's twenty four hours in a day. You don't do your job twenty four hours of the day. You don't chill with your family 24 hours of the day. You don't watch TV. You like everybody take some time out day day to pick up their phone and see what's on social media. If you can do it, why can't they? Why do people always do that, man? I, I, I'm really trying to better empathize with folks and try to see what they're saying before I just be like, nah, dog, you tripping. Like people really sit up here and be like, players shouldn't be shouldn't be worried about what I'm saying in this group or what I'm saying on my Facebook or what I'm saying on my Twitter. What? Those same people you talk about have social media handles. They have accounts too. Duh. What you mean? It ain't about them being worried about what you said. It's just the fact that they can see what you said. There's a difference between somebody worrying about what you say versus seeing what you say. Hell, I see now that it's a Twitter handle, a Twitter account that show you what's said in message boards now. They take it upon themselves to show you like the hot take from message boards. Like, whoa, damn. So if you, <laughs> y'all must be, th- y'all really be thinking that ain't no, it's a way. Now step off this step off the soapbox. Back to UVA, two hundred and twenty-one yards rushing. That was the most in the game this season. The most since rushing for two twenty-nine versus ODU last season. And ironically, that ODU game was the last time that P. Jones ran for a hundred yards. Um, he ran for what did he run in that game? I don't know, but I know he ran for hundred yards that game. Matter of fact, Brendan did as well. Both of them ran. Um, but the 134 yards he had on 12 carries was a career high. He averaged 11.1, uh, no, 11.2 yards per carry. So Mike got nicked up. Mike Hollins got nicked up. That's why you didn't see Mike Hollins. So P. Jones got the carries that Mike usually get when he split with Kobe Pace. So that's, you know, for all the people saying, where is Mike? Mike got nicked up. So Kobe got 20 carries for 83 yards. That's 4.2 yards per carry. So we had 32 rushes between our two backs. 
for over 200 yards. Negative 40 yards for Tony Musket, his sack totals. So you factor in, we, did, we ran for 221. You give Musket back his 40 yards. If they didn't count the 40 yards, 40 sack yards, that's, well, because Musket gained 42 on 11, well, not really 11 carries. So he really had eight carries for 42 yards. So if you take away Musket's sacks, four for 40, take that away. He ran because they, because <laughs> his total was really 11 rushes for just two yards. So they gave him a point two. They need to do away with the sacks, man, taking away from the rushing yards. You got to stop doing that. Make that, make it his own column. Like put it, I get, uh, I guess you can't put it with, yeah, because I guess you can't put it with, never mind. Have a different column so we can see what the running backs got, how they did as a group without the quarterback. I mean, you can still put it in the rushing yards at the end, but at least show us what it would have would have been without the quarterback and the sacks and stuff like that. Um, and the good thing about Malik and the new jet sweep, the little flip forward, is that's actually a pass reception now. That goes towards his receiving yards. He has seven catches for 112. Malachi had four catches for 63. Both had touchdowns. Sackett Wood had one catch for 17. Uh, Jaden Gibson, one catch for 16. JR had a catch for 10. Sedarian had a catch for seven. Grant had a catch for four. And Kobe had a catch for three. Tony was 17 to 26, 232, two touchdowns. Had one interception. On an interception, I felt like Malachi drifted upfield, but I don't know if he was running a dig or a bang eight. So I don't know if he drifted upfield or the DB just made a hell of a hell of a job. Like he did a hell of a job undercutting it. So I don't know if Malachi should have kept it flat or if he was running a bang eight, meaning it's like a short post. So um, either way, man. DB did a good job of undercutting, getting his hands on the ball, and he got an interception in the red zone. Um, the fumble by Tony was definitely on him. Like, you got to just get out of there. First, you could have threw it to P. Jones, or you got to realize somebody's hunting you down, and you knew somebody was coming behind you. You got to just take off. That's why I felt like he was just doing a little too much, and that was early in the game. He was doing just a little too much, bro. Be decisive. And knowing him, he'll say, I was doing too much. Defensively, I'm gonna tell you something, man. That that they gone offense, Wilmer Mary was running. I don't know what they were trying to do. They had both quarterbacks in at the same time. It's like they ain't even want they starting quarterback Wilson to throw that much. He threw 18 passes, completed 14 of them, but he had 72 yards. If I could show, look, I'm, I'm I'm gonna share a stat with y'all, just like the attempts. He attempted, he, because they had one pass attempt over 20 yards, but that was a halfback pass. So he never attempted one single pass over 20 yards. This man attempted three passes, three over 10 yards. Yeah, you heard it right. He attempted three passes over 10 yards. You are a college quarterback, and you attempt just three 
passes. That means anybody that ran a route 10 yards or more won't even get looked at that much. You attempted three. You was eight of eight throwing to your left side for 36 yards. Pass, pass, passes traveling nine yards or less. You was one on one over the middle with passes traveling nine yards or less. And then you was four or four for 12 yards. Four or four. That, boy, listen, that ain't nothing but swing passes to the right, four or four for 12 yards. You probably just dumped it to somebody in the man. And we still, look, one thing I can say. Shout out to the defense. A lot of guys banged up on the line. Shout out to Cam Robinson. You are a scud missile out there. 12 tackles. That 12 tackles is the most tackles a first-year player has had since Amar Brooks. Had 12 versus uh, Pitt in the Continental Bowl in 2003. That's a name that if you associated with, you's a bad man. Amar Brooks was a bad man because he got a great first name, Amar. A bad first name right there, boy. But I, you know, it just something just seemed off. Um, why is my dog growling? Hey, yo, chill out, man. I'm recording. They, they don't want to hear you. They want to hear me. Come on, man. Stop all that. No, you can't talk. Sorry, Petty Hawk is the only animal that could talk during these shows. All right, you're being a hater right now. You really being a hater. Don't be a hater. Okay. Chill out. Thank you. So, now, my dog, you hear that? He's really being a hater right now. Why are you trying to talk to you? Come on. Come talk to the people. Talk to him. Now you don't want to talk? You like the little green frog from the day on uh, Looney Tunes that used to be saying, hello, my baby. Hello, my darling. And then when the, when the scout would come in, he'd just be like, ribbit. Y'all remember that cartoon back in the day? Now, back to what I was saying, man. Um... Defensively, I can't put my thumb on it. Like statistically, yes, defense defense had a good game by the numbers, right? Because people love numbers. I mean, we gave up 147 yards rushing. They can't. They they won the best rushing teams in the country. Like I said, they just ran for 300 last game, so we cut that in half. They ran the ball 39 times, averaged 3.8 yards a rush. We held them to 72 yards passing. They had 219 yards of total offense. Like, so really, their touchdown came off Tony Musket's fumble. They got returned all the way to the three. Shout out to Paris Jones for running Buddy down. And then it still took them a fourth and, fourth and one sneak to get in. So, I mean, we really bottled them up. Man, our offense looked like some trash can juice, man. Who am I fooling, bro? That offense looked janky. It did. It did. Shout out to the defense. You had them looking like some trash can juice up there. I don't know what they were trying to do. I really don't. They just out there running around backyard football, looking like the backyardigans. Like, what are we doing? But I'm a little worried because, again, I don't know how to evaluate this game from a defensive standpoint. I really don't, man. It was like third downs, and they getting third and longs with the quarterback scrambling and stuff. Like, I don't know how to really rate it. Quarterback really wasn't trying to look for nobody to throw to. I know y'all had to be frustrated playing defense versus this offense. Like, what, what is going on? No wonder y'all run the ball so much. Like, are you, is he, 
Yo, Wilson, I know you could throw the ball down the field, bro. I seen you throw the ball down the field. I like JT Mayo, that receiver, y'all. I saw him, you know, games earlier this year. I like him. I don't know, man. I don't know what to tell you, man. Like, I really ain't got nothing for this recap because we won, but I know everybody's just going to dismiss it because it was William and Mary. I know that's what folks know. They just, it's, we're supposed to win this. We were supposed to win the last one, too. We're supposed to win the one before that, too. NC State, Boston College, William and Mary. We're supposed to be on the three-game winning streak. We're supposed to win those last two games. Correct? But, okay, we would have beat NC State. Y'all would have been like, it's just NC State. No, definitely y'all would have been like, it's just Boston College. No, y'all would have said that. So, we get a win versus William and Mary. You finally get to say, it's just William and Mary. You got a bye week. One thing you don't want to do is lose for the bye week, and y'all didn't lose for the bye week. What's coach now? Uh, four, four and twelve. He four and twelve in his first sixteen games. Now, what was Bronco? I know Bronco was four and eleven in his first fifteen, and coach is three and twelve. But you got your first win since Georgia Tech, which was last October. That was on the road. So now you're looking for your first ACC win since last October versus Georgia Tech. All you got left is ACC games. And you got some ranked opponents that's... Let me tell you something. Louisville ain't no slouch. North Carolina ain't no slouch. North Carolina shut. Um, they played Syracuse, right? Syracuse ain't ain't do too hot versus them, did they? How many points Syracuse scored? Let me see. Shout out to uh, Coach Beck. What they do to that offense? Let me look that up. Look, look. come on, my dog. Want to talk again? Forty to seven. Good God. You want to see y'all defense like that? I know. They held Syracuse to 221 total yards and racked up 644 total yards. 440, good God, and 200 yards. Oh, Lord. That's who we got next? Oh, yeah, that's who we got next. UNC at UNC. So you got UNC, then you got to go to Miami. They 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 coaching staff need to get reprimanded for that dumb stuff they did yesterday. Then you at then you got Georgia Tech home November fourth. Then we at Louisville November 9th. and I think that's a Thursday game. Dang, we playing another Thursday or Friday. Then we got Duke and Virginia Tech back to back at home. Um, but yeah, man, uh. Salute to the guys for continuing to fight. Salute to Tony Musket. Uh, Coach shared a sound bite saying that Musket is going to need surgery at the end of the year on the shoulder, and he continues to fight. That's showing me that they are saving Calandria's um, red shirt and it, that he's the future. Now, here's my thing to a lot of folks, man. Let, let's get let, let's let's get this. Let, let me let me talk to y'all for a minute. All you folks who just always got to thank the worst and your worst is the truth for some reason. So folks really out here saying, Calandria, if he don't play the rest of the year, 
he gonna tra- that's gonna cause him to transfer. Folks don't pay attention to the transfer report. Don't they realize players this transfer period, whether they plan or they not plan? Like if he was the starter right now and going crazy and we win in every game, you don't think he still won't transfer? Like y'all ain't never seen a player transfer, even though they starting. Hello? Is this thing on? Like why, why why like come on people. Come on people. Come on people. Come on. Let's not do this. All right. Let's 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 be positive. It's it's still players out here that are patient and understand in due time. I'm gonna get my shot. And when I get my shot, I'm gonna make sure I make the most of it. Paris Jones ain't been getting a lot of carries lately. Control what you can control. He got some touches this game. He made the most of it. And and the the, the way he made the most of it, it's going to be hard not to give him some carries. I'm telling you. And I'm telling you, I ain't going nowhere. P. Jones out that thing running. Kobe was running too. Them boys running good. Now, let's talk about the mindset. This is 33 minutes. I ain't going to be too much longer. They showed me everybody, but the guys are up front because we've been we y'all really been catching it. Y'all been catching a lot of just strays, people on the offensive line. Y'all really have. So I'm gonna praise y'all. Y'all had a different mindset. Y'all could see y'all y'all had yeah yeah y'all was trying to get low and nasty yesterday. Y'all was y'all was getting the push. Y'all was button. Pad love was still a little too high. Some of you, but y'all had a different mindset. But here's what I want to say about the backs. I think. This game, and I'm speaking for both five and two. Two was running like he was pissed off. He won't get in touches. I'm just going to be honest. I'm going to speak for him. I ain't speak to him. He ain't tell me this, but this is what I'm interpreting. He was running like, I be damned. Y'all don't give me the ball. That's how he was running. <laughs> you don't want to give me the ball? Okay, i show you. i show you, Joe Boo. Y'all ain't seen Major League? Remember what's around? Joe Boo, I'm good to you. <laughs> and you do me like this I say forget you Joe Boo I do it myself Paris was out there saying I'm going to hit this curveball today That joker was bing 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 Then he mad truck stick One of the safeties God that boy soul left Pa-da-da-da-da. Then Kobe out that thing Running up the gut Keeping his feet laved and bouncing to the right Got Tony Musket leading the way How did DB try to Cut Tony though That was crazy He tried to cut you Tony He he was nervous You know what I'm saying He know you lift weights But y'all To me the backs Show Very good Vision And their feet Just looked a whole lot better It's almost like you played Y'all played off each Played off Of your brothers this game Like you trust that they will be blocking for you But you also understood that If something happened I got to skate. I got to scapegoat because the other, like I said, the other side of the line. Like I know we talked about the right side of the line. We got to shore it up, and even the coach said the left side has been solid. We got to get the right side up to speed because they feel like if the right side performs like the left side consistently, then the pocket will stay clean. They could get things going. They could be more dangerous because we're going to need the offense to score points because we beat up on defense on the defensive line. We are. We don't get that much pressure. 
I'm just putting that out there. We don't get that much pressure. And we can't really try to get pressure because we thin at corner now. Dre out. Malcolm Green out. You might have to see if Gaines, if, if, if Elijah Gaines, if you want to move him back to corner. Because I like, I like Tay playing safety. Tay tackling better too. He he see what y'all be tweeting stuff. He tackling better. He really is. You gotta give it up. You gotta give it up to people, man. When they when they see what y'all be saying and they accept the challenge. You know what I'm saying? We say young people soft, but we don't give young people credit when they see your constructive criticism and they answer the call. You feel me? I get. I get people they flowers. I told Tay, hey bro, you tackling better. You were struggling a little bit earlier, but you tackling better. I told him that to his face. He'll tell you. He smiles, say, thank you, OG. I appreciate it. Yeah. Love you, man. Keep doing what you're doing. At the end of the day, know where your leverage, know where your help coming from, and shoot your shot at that spot. Because if you miss, make them go right to where your help is at. Everybody don't make every tackle. But if you miss, make sure you miss on the appropriate side. That's what you do. I do know one thing. Um, what was I gonna say? I forgot what I was gonna say. Oh, linebackers. Look, boy, we got some we got some we got some athletes there. Like Ahern, that old school headbanger boogie gonna bust you. But then you got Jackson and Robinson. Them jokers is athletes. I love yesterday that Coach Rudd said, you know what, forget this, and put both of them in the A gaps. And when he put both of them in the A-guy, he shut all that gimmicky stuff that Wilma Murray was trying to do down. Like, when we tried to sit back and just play bass and be uh, be respectful in the sense, Wilma Murray's getting the best of us. When Coach Russ said, you know what, I'm tired of this. Go get them, boys. <laughs> I bet you the, bet you the uh, huddle call was, go get them, boys. The go get them, boy, front. Look, the juggernaut got to get doubled. Famui been killing on the low. Low key, Famui's been killing up front. Watch his film. Famui out that thing. Hand placement, spinning, fighting. Famui been getting off. And then Chico, they going to they gonna double Chico too. They see 15 on the edge. Hey, center back, go chip him. Tight end, go chip him. They ain't going to let Chico go one-on-one. So, if your name ain't them three dudes that I said, if your name been Smiley, you need to get home. You're going to be one-on-one. You you need to get home, son. You could do it. Welcome back. That's all I'm saying. But that's all I got, man. I was just impressed with just the mindset yesterday. Other other players really wanting to win, really wanting to finish, not caring who the team was. I keep, I keep, I just got that saying in my head. Oh, it's just women, man. Oh, it's just women, man. Oh, you just beat the SCS goods. Just women, man. But y'all had them beat. The same folks had women, man, beating UVA. I ain't talking to the folks that was like UVA gonna beat them. I'm talking to the folks who had women married beating UVA. And look, this ain't old. I ain't I ain't no old head still thinking the same. Names don't mean nothing no more. 
Like how we perceive women married is not how women marriage perceived today. That's over with. It's different athletes, different coachings. It's everything's different now. But the difference is a lot of times when you talk about levels, it usually starts up front. It really does. We talk about FBS level versus FCS level. The biggest difference is usually up front on the line. That's why I felt like if I if our offensive line could win any matchups this year, it better be this. And that defense line good as far as rushing the passer, though. They can send forward. And them two bookends they got, them two ends they got, especially number eight. Number eight is basically an FBS player. That joker really good. I ain't going to lie to you. That joker, really, he, he won the best pass rush we've seen all year. That joker can go. He just played for Warren Murray. He, like, some guys play for FCS teams, but they FBS talents. They might didn't have FBS grades or FBS attitudes. But that dude can play. Sammy could play. And Nate Lynn, number 99, could play. Sammy Sarantas is number nine. That joke. Hold on. I thought he was why why did I think he was number eight? He was number nine this whole time. Man. Y'all probably been cussing me out saying you're seeing the wrong number. No, it's poor John uh, Pius. Yeah, that's who it is. Number eight. I was saying it right. Number eight. He had two and a half sacks, three tackles for loss, one forced fumble, one fumble. That joker had eight tackles to lead the team. Well, that safety Marcus Barnes tied with eight tackles also. Oh, shout out to Kevin Gerald, man, former quarterback for the Monticello Mustangs. He was number 19 playing linebacker. He did a good job, man, in, in a lot of space because we were trying to ISO him with our backs, and he was making those tackles, those solo tackles by himself. So shout-out to Kevin Gerald, man, Monticello Mustang alum. He was actually the quarterback when Malachi Fields was young, playing receiver. And ironically, Malachi's playing receiver now. So, yeah, man. I'm tripping, man. I said John was Sammy, but I was right number eight. But, yeah, that's usually the difference, man, up front. That's why I felt like you got to impose your will up front versus an FCS school. Like, they have some uh, some talent as far as receivers and DBs and running backs. I think um, – so, when Murray's starting running back was out, that joker, he, he, run, he run the rock hard. The Emu was like the change of pace. And then their third string, that's now their second string, number zero – he actually had 95 yards versus Elon. I felt like he wasn't running as strong down. And maybe because our defensive line was confronting him early, so he couldn't get going. But he's a very strong downhill runner. But since Famui was getting the push or uh, the juggernaut was getting the push, we was confronting him so early that he had to stop his feet. But he's a kid that if you give him the rock and he going downhill, he 240 pounds. He runs strong, so... Yeah, man, that's enough of this episode, man. I appreciate everybody and their support, man. Uh, salute to the Hoos for winning their first game. If you haven't already, follow me on Twitter at I am Ballhawk. Follow me on Instagram at I am Ballhawk. I got a TikTok now. Follow me on TikTok at I am Ballhawk. Facebook, just a mile Hawkins. Appreciate y'all. 
for tuning in. It's your first time tuning in, man. Make sure you subscribe. Shout out to the Believe Network and their platform for partnering up with your boy. Go to BLEAV.com. That's BLEAV.com. And then uh, check out other podcasts on the Believe Network. See what you like, man. They got Pac-Man Jones. He, he got a, he got a uh, podcast up there. You feel me? So go check that out, man. Um, I may do a Twitter space this Tuesday since we just entered the second quarter of the season. You know, we six games through, got 12. So three, 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 and three. So I may do a Twitter space on Tuesday. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, I'll set a reminder. So follow me on the X app better known as Twitter, so you get your alert, man. And um, we'll discuss what's been going on so far this season, what you like, what you didn't like, what need to change, because we, we, we got a murderous row of a schedule left. Like I said, we got UNC, then Miami, both on the road. Then we got Georgia Tech at home. Then it's a short, quick turnaround playing Louisville on the road November 9th on a Thursday. Then you get Duke and Virginia Tech at home after that. So back-to-back ranked opponents. Three of the next four are versus ranked opponents. So, uh, yeah, man. Let me know what y'all thought about this episode. Let me know what your thoughts were for the Women Mary game. Um, you could either respond to the tweet when I share this, uh, respond on thesaber.com. Shout out to my man Chris Wright. Uh, when I share this on the Sabre, you can respond just right underneath. Uh, you can go to Apple Podcasts and provide your thoughts on just the podcast in general. Or Spotify. If you go to Spotify, it'll allow you to share what you thought of this episode. And I share those comments as well, man. So that's it, man. 46 minutes of work this time. Got the dub. One in five. Going into the bye week. Wahoo Wah. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.